Hello and welcome to the Caffeinated Bantercast. This podcast is dedicated and covers various topics about video games. Your host and more or less returning every week are three friends with the same passions for games and caffeinated beverages. Rezobasso, Cold Death and Jennifer, also known as Lady Sugar Cube. Have fun with this week's episode. All right. Welcome back, everybody. To Caffeinated Banter, episode 72. And joining me this week is a, it's a duo party. It's me and CD. Hello. As always, we're, we're here. And it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a very interesting show this week. Very interesting show. I'm excited. I like, I like it when we, we change things up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mix it up. You know? Yeah. Spice of life. All that, mm. all that jazz. Yeah, I can get down with that. I'm, I'm down for... A variation. Right, right. You got to spice it up once in a while. You can't do it the same way every time. It gets boring after a while. You got you to gotta change it up. All right. Mm-hmm. So, CD... Yes. My dude, I've been on an adventure <laughs> for about two months. I think it might actually be longer than two months. This adventure's gone on for quite a while. Possible, yes. Yeah, so I've been, for I want to say two or three months, I've been looking for a new monitor, for a new mm-hmm. set of monitors. And this led me down... <laughs> I was about to ask just one new... <laughs> yeah, I, I'll get to that. There's a reason I said that, so... I was wanting to upgrade my monitor, right, or monitors, mm-hmm. but I couldn't figure it out. Now, I know I asked you about it, and I was like, what do you recommend? Yeah. And you're like, "You're like, well, I want more resolution. Like, I wanted all the resolution. So I know you went mm-hmm. straight 4K, and I yes. was like, okay, all right, that's one way. So I, I, I looked at a few different options. I did look at 4K, right? So I was like, all right, let me mm-hmm. look at 4K. The reason, and I, I almost went there, but I was like, man, I really do kind of need that second one, if only just so I can have my live game preview of me playing it mm-hmm. on one monitor without having to use like the preview window on OBS or on my capture software. I have a direct feed right here. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I still kept dual. I was considering it, though, because I'm like, man... Because apparently there are some of these 4K monitors can do picture-in-picture picture via the other inputs. Yeah. So The larger ones definitely can. So I was considering that, but that wasn't something I... I hadn't seen anybody really talk about that yet, so I wasn't sure uh-huh. how that was going to work. So then I was like, all right, maybe I'll just do like... So I was like, all right, maybe I'll go ultra-wide. That was another consideration uh-huh. I made. But the problem was, CD, is that if I was going to go ultra-wide, it was going to be ultra-wide. I wasn't I wasn't going to settle. Like, I was looking <laughs> at, uh, I think I almost pulled the trigger on something towards the 40-inch. Mm-hmm. The 40-inch range. Like, I was about to pull the trigger on it. But I'm like, no. Mm, I don't know. So, essentially the same width uh, as two. <laughs> <laughs> right right so i was like i was i was leaning heavily and just for the record uh-huh. when i was leaning towards that that was a solid i was looking at like 800 900 
mm-hmm. at the one I was looking at. Like I wasn't, I was not Kate. I was not going to cut corners here. So I was like, all right. I considered that for a while, backed out of that. That didn't work. So I was like, all right, fine. Two monitors. I'm settled. That's what we're doing. At first I was like, all right, maybe two 4K. And, but then I was like, ooh, that's expensive. <laughs> that was 4K still has a bit of a more higher price range. Yeah. So I settled. I, uh, I bumped it down to 1440p. And mm-hmm. boy, this has been nice. Um, it's still a nice upgrade if you go from HD to 1440. Yeah. If you go from TN panel to IPS, that's a... Mm. <laughs> that looks really nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was rocking uh, two older All Acer... those colors. Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, I could look at a screen not being off-center and it doesn't completely color shift. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. That was the big one. Was I was gonna uh-huh. like I was like maybe I should go TN again, but I'm like no IPS shouldn't cost me that much more. It mm. didn't. It didn't cost me that much. It didn't cost me yeah. considerably more, honestly. TN mainly still has the advantage with really fast games. Yeah, but IPS is yeah. catching up though. Like it definitely, it's definitely better and still. For your usual games, it's definitely more than good enough. Yeah. So uh, I shopped around, and I finally found two. And I even went the extra mile, because apparently the stands these things came with are kind of trash. I just mounted Mm. them. I got one of those uh, desk mounts. Yeah. Yep. That's neat. One of the floating mounts. So this has Mm. been... I'm not used to having my monitors, like... At head level, because usually I'm, like, taller than the monitor I'm looking at, right? Or, like, I'm maybe not perfectly where I need to be to look at it. This is new for me. They're not on the desk. Oh, this has Mm -hmm. been... This is an experience the likes of which I may never experience again. I haven't done a lot of gaming this weekend. I'm When I'm done here, I'm going to boot up uh, my new copy of Tokyo Mirage... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Mirage Sessions Cross FE Encore. <laughs> cross Tekken uh, Fighter. Uh, featuring Cat Ultra feature, Special fe- Edition. Featuring Dante. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> special guest. Special guest Dante is here in the studio. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's on my list. Also with Funky Mode. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Funky Kong? Yeah. Absolutely. You got to. You got to have that funky Kong. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been my my mission for the week was mm. to nail down proper screens. Uh, after two months of research, I finally had to like commit to an idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's t- dude, it's so bad. Like, if you don't just pull the trigger on something, you're gonna be stuck in that loop forever because something better always comes along. And then something mm. else always comes along that changes your mind. And then it's just like, all right, I got to pick something, right? Like, I, mm. like, do I, you've I, had I, a PC for a while. You should be used to that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I've I've had that happen way too much where like I make a purchase, like I make a component purchase, mm. and then like two weeks later, and a day later something. The, yeah, comes the up. new the newer one comes out like a day later. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right, well, uh, there's no buyer's remorse here. <laughs> I don't instantly regret my purchase. That's fun. That's fun. It's it's no big. I'm not I'm not even mad about it. I mean, I am, but not like mm. mad enough. Um so that that's been that's been my life this week. It's been it's been a fantastic yeah. fantastic party. Definitely worth the money. That's a decent way to spend your time, I'd say, <laughs> especially with a good payoff. Oh, yeah, I wasn't used to mount I wasn't used to having to vase amount stuff before. That was also a new experience because mm. I've never like mm-hmm. done that before. And uh should have been pretty easy though. Yeah, no, it's not. It's nowhere near as scary as I thought it was going to be. Mm. <laughs> cuz I was I was like, "Man, I'm like, man, cuz like I bought the proper thing. It was supposed to like I made sure mm-hmm. it could hold two 27-inch monitors and I was like, "All right. Oh, yeah. Should be fine." These aren't like the older LCD monitors that were like super fucking thick. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, these <laughs> monitors don't cost. They, now these monitors don't weigh nearly as much as they used to. True. And uh, the lack of bezels. Certainly less than the previous uh, displays with the CRTs. <laughs> oh my god! I used I had a CRT for so long. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, I did. I used a CRT for a lot longer than people think. I had a fairly large one too. It was like, it was on the fairly large end before I finally mm-hmm. moved over to like a flat panel of some sort, and then went, "Oh my god, I have room on my desk. <laughs> I can like put stuff on my desk now. There's like space." Hmm. And you don't have to throw out your back to move the, the uh, display. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, that's that was a that's a thing. It's a CD. What have you been up to mm-hmm. this week, my dude? Yeah, this time I've been playing a bit more variation, as we've said. At first, of course, I've been continuing with Dungeon Siege a bit. So continuing on chapter three i think now and then i decided to return to dragon quest nine plus two i'm so proud of you after some uh time away from it <laughs> you you walked away from that for like a month <laughs> about around that yeah after that last uh after that attempt at the boss fight then i well, decided yeah i'll Grind another level for each of the party members and then return to that, save before the fight, and then have another go. This time it went a lot better, had more luck with the skill checks, even though I didn't change my equipment much. But thankfully this time the the two bosses uh, didn't charm my party quite as much yeah don't you love it when that happens though like you go back after a while and try a boss again and like the boss acts completely differently mm-hmm. for like no discern- too. yeah like for no discernible <laughs> reason the boss suddenly just doesn't do the shit he did constantly the last time you fought him and you're like 
Okay, mm. gamer, you just taking it easy on me now? Is that what this is? You just you just not the boss gonna... kind bosses kind of did the same. They just didn't have as much dumb luck with it. Oh, okay. So they acted the same. It's just that their luck was fucking yes. terrible. Yeah, they try still tried the whole charming the party and everything, but it just didn't succeed quite as much. Oof. Yeah. What? So I only had like one party member charmed while the others could still act. Although the that move pretty much did work all the time on one party member because <laughs> that's a focused uh, charm. Oh. Oh, RNG. Uh, so for the most fight, uh, I had three party members available, but it still worked out. <laughs> For all intents and, and at purposes. the end there, yeah. And at the end there, I had three uh, party members uh, pepped up, so I could use the. Um, I don't know the specific pep uh, skill, the name, but it increases the stats for the luminary by quite a bit. And gives him an instant pep up again. So the next uh, move hurt the boss quite a bit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so now I have uh, another party member regained. Getting close to a full party again. Nice. In comparison to before. So that went well. And... Then I did the. I continued on with the story and pretty much immediate. Well, yeah, as directly as possible, went to the next boss. And that one worked out decently as well. All right. All right. Didn't so. seem. Didn't seem. Uh, he did his best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did his. He tried. <laughs> God bless him. He tried. <laughs> He did he did quite a bit of damage and did his moves to uh knock out party members for a few turns and all, but it wasn't quite enough. That was a bit closer than the previous one, but I still beat that boss. Nice. Mm. I don't That's how much I did there. I don't hmm. want to like detract the show too much, but I kind of need to talk okay. about this before we go on. Nether Realms. I do still have another title, but yeah, go on. Uh, just one sec. Nether Realms. Can you make a trailer and not use shitty music? Is that fucking possible? <laughs> Is it possible, Nether Realms, to do a Mortal Kombat trailer and it not be off-putting as oh. fuck because of the music? Jesus. I think that's a no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like, I forgave you, oh, Nether Realms for using fucking, what was it? It was like hardcore mumble rap. rap. It was mumble rap in one of your trailers. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. I don't know why. That was the 11 reveal trailer that was yeah. mumble rap. And then this one is like, it's still off-putting. Like, I don't understand who's the person that comes up with their musical selection yeah. for these fucking trailers. It's like. Mm, true. It's but like, this this didn't seem quite as bad. It's still not good, but <laughs> it didn't seem quite as bad. I'm sorry. I'll. Uh, mm. 
But yeah, they definitely need to get another sound yeah, guy there. They need to get somebody else doing this, <laughs> or like really like someone needs to watch this shit before you release it because there is no way. <laughs> There's no way somebody watched this and went, yeah, the music makes, yeah, that, that works, yeah, that's, that's perfect. I mean, maybe they put someone there to listen to it and he had it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Threw in his earbuds and started listening to music. Yeah, oh, this is great, this is great, the trailer's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A plus, yeah, 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 yeah. This game is this game is fantastic. Trailer was amazing. A plus, absolutely. <laughs> God damn it, Nether Realms. Just once, can you do this and not have such weird ass music for your fucking trailers? <laughs> Jesus, your sizzle reels are amazing, but your musical selection is ugh. Hmm. And who saw that RoboCop coming? <sighs> I'm so happy. That's so. That's so good. That's that's. I so... just hope they ha- give him a decent move set because I mean the character itself. <laughs> while looking good, I'm not sure if the the move set will be that great. Uh, they should keep his mobility the same as he is in the movies. Hmm. <laughs> Shooting, moving, uh, moving slowly. Jumping slightly, um, stabbing, and um, yeah, I think that's the main move set, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> RoboCop doesn't have a lot of uh, he doesn't have a lot of uh, variety. I don't imagine. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're gonna make him good. Just let's hope so. Just, I mean, look, look, Netherrealms. Look, Ed Boon loves to do this to us, and I appreciate him for it. But if he can somehow make RoboCop into a fun character to play as, I'm gonna be really impressed. Yeah. I also, mm-hmm. I also yeah, want to see the uh, the start. I, I also do want to see the uh, starting match dialogue between RoboCop and Terminator. Mm. Yeah, because they do have some history in terms of games as well. Yeah, I, I want to see. Uh... <laughs> I want to. I want to see how. I want to see how two robotic people have to intimidate each other. Dead, <laughs> dead or alive, you're coming with me. Don't try it. <laughs> uh, all right. All the emotion you'd expect. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That was my. my it's bad. fine. And then the last uh, game. In my list is I started out a new one that I hadn't played before, which is Knights of Azure. Oh. It's a decent uh, action RPG from Gust. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. I hadn't actually uh, decided to pick that one up. That's mm-hmm. neat. I had gotten the first one in a sale some time ago, and well, sat there on the list, and I decided, yep. Let's have a look at this one. Okay. It's decent so far. I've two chapters in. And yep. It's not a high budget title. It's noticeable, but still looks decent enough. Anime style definitely helps there. But it looks nice. Plays plays alright. The controls are 
responsive. Uh, there's not much of a move, not that big of a move set so far, but it's improving. This they unlocked additional weapons so far, and there are so different uh, forms you can change into temporarily, which is nice. Okay. And this scenario is interesting so far. Well, that's it's kind of like uh, you have a. Uh, you had a an event back uh, some time back where which caused uh, monsters to uh, humans to change into monsters at night, and those monsters have to be killed now. As and as there is a moon that's uh, a, that appeared an additional moon that is turning to a full moon slowly, which gives you a sort of a time limit in the game. Oh, it's not a strict time limit, but it's a progression in the story that is shown by that. Oh, Thankfully, okay. it's not something like it's not something like uh, the more you play, the further it progresses in in that. It's set uh, by the chapters you go through. Ah, uh, okay. Thankfully. All right, so it's not the Persona 5. Well, I was going to say it's not like Persona 5. But Persona 5, you have time limits to get stuff done, but those mm -hmm. time limits are so... They're really generous. Mm -hmm. So Pretty I've never, lenient there. Yeah, they're no. pretty <laughs> lenient. You'd have to go out of your way to, like, fuck that up. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's... Uh, it's uh... Thankfully, it's set by the story advancement, so that's that's all right. And you can do uh, additional quests instead of continuing the uh, story, and there's no set limit there. So you can just do grinding and farming stuff and all that if you want to. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the designs for the summons that you can collect are... Quite uh, nice so far. Some are cute. More, some look. Uh, one of them is a uh, kind of a toy soldier. Soldier, so looks like he's out made out of wood. Just neat. Then there are spy. There's a spider, which looks well, pretty cute for a spider. Let's say, and. Others are fairy-like, and what else do I have? A kind of flying dinosaur dragon type. It's not not quite a dragon. It's more lo looks like a di uh, dinosaur with wings and oh. carries an axe <laughs> or something like that. I or can, was it a no? I can jam with that. Or was it a? I think it was a sword that he has, and you find you can find. Uh, they call it fetishes that uh, that contain the uh, summons, and you can use those either to get one of the summons or to power up the summons. Oh. which is a nice nice mechanic. All right, yeah, that's uh, so far a decent title. That's uh, definitely going to continue playing that one. Nice, nice, and that's been my week. Well, 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 well. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. 
when I'm at work uh-huh. these days, I've been playing quite a few Switch games on my light. Yeah. And one of them that I uh, I started playing was a uh, Disgaea One Remastered. Ah, uh-huh. finally been... getting to that, eh? Yeah, that's been a blast. <laughs> mm. That's that's been a that's been a see. I've been playing so much Tactics Advance that like I got to Disgaea and like I had to relearn just how ridiculous I can be with this game because like Tactics <laughs> is such a mm-hmm. such a more modest game. It has mo- mm. it has normal sensibilities, CD, unlike <laughs> this guy <laughs> that has no sensibilities. This this guy does not have the the prim the 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 prim imposture that tactics has. This guy is just mm-hmm. like this guy is just like, hey, hey, you know you can stack them, right? And you can combo with them while mm. they're stacked, or you can like stack them and then throw them across the arena. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, yeah, you, you should do and that. That's with one that's still comparatively sane. Yeah, uh, one, yeah. compare it to the current versions. <laughs> right, you can do some absurd shit. That's why I'm looking forward to playing through them again. Because I'm gonna once I get back mm. up to four, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Obviously, five I'll probably <laughs> play through again because I I enjoy this kind mm. of games are like fun for me just to play again. Doesn't I never really get mm. bent out of shape like some games. Like I go back like. Like, I just beat 8 on my channel, actually, not too long ago. Mm. Um, and I'm probably not going to go back to that for, like, another year or two, <laughs> if that. <laughs> like, eight, look, 8 is a game I have a special attachment to. But I am not, I'm going to be the, I'm not going to be the, I'm going to be the first person to tell you I will probably not pick that game up again by my own free will for quite a while. Mm-hmm. It's a great game, but man, this game is rough for me to play through. Just because <laughs> by the time you get some of the good shit in the game, dude, like you've already, it's like the game's almost over. That's the mm-hmm. problem. It's like some of the best stuff in the game you don't get till like just before the game is about to lock you in to finish the game. Oh. Right? And by that point, you've already spent so long in the game, you just want it over. Mm. So does that one have a new game plus? Uh, which one? Eight. Yeah. No. Ah, uh, okay. So I don't know. Like I like eight. Although that's probably for the for the better, because <laughs> I can't imagine how much more you could break that. Uh, oh, you can. Breaking eight isn't like it's not a matter of it's not a matter of if it's a matter of it's a matter of when. It's a matter of, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. It's a matter of like how early do you choose to destroy uh-huh. the game? Yeah. In my particular case, I waited pretty late in the game before mm-hmm. I decided to say, <laughs> "You're busted." <laughs> Speaking of busted, mm. our first story today: Nintendo suffers a massive leak of Wii source code, Nintendo 64 tech demos. And more. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's go. Let's go through this. So there, there's not a lot on this. We just know that they've been hit with multiple leaks, and that mm-hmm. some information, some data, some yeah. source code, some data sheets, and along among other things, were leaked. They were. They've. They've mm-hmm. escaped from Nintendo's castle. 
and are now somewhere. They are they yeah, are it's... out. They are out in the wild. And it's not even Nintendo's castle because uh, it was from another company uh, broad that they worked on. with. Yeah. Uh, broad yeah. on. Um, mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Um, some of the comments at Go Nintendo bring this up. Mm-hmm. And they're right. And I mm, I don't know. I, I don't want to encourage this because I uh-huh. understand it's wrong. This could be a big step in emulation. <laughs> like ah, It depends because emulation in those areas is already pretty good from what yeah, I know. This, this could be an interesting thing. Now, obviously, I don't approve of stealing data. Uh, yeah. You know, that's not something I'm entirely kosher with. Mm-hmm. And obviously, and, you know. Yeah. Oh. I don't think uh, emulators are really going to profit from this just because of the illegality. Um, Not in any direct way. I mean, they mm-hmm. could use what they learn from it to create their, to better their own code, but they wouldn't be able to directly use anything. Because obviously, yes. if... Any, if Nintendo found any sign of their code in it, like mm-hmm. the first yeah, question is uh... gonna, the first question's gonna be, so how'd you get that code? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you, no, uh huh. the first question is probably gonna be which day you want the court case to be. Yeah, which uh, which day do you want to show up to court? <laughs> so I don't yeah. think, like I said, I don't think any. I don't like you said. I don't, there's probably not going to be a lot of use for this source code in any reasonable yeah. sense, just because of like the legality of even having it to begin with. This is some pretty mm-hmm. hot shit. Like you're holding on to some pretty hot shit that like you get found with it, or mm-hmm. like it turns out you've had it the entire time. You this is. Nintendo doesn't usually shy away from throwing the book at someone as hard as fucking possible. And mm-hmm. in this particular case, yeah, whoever so stole it, oof, you're <laughs> they if they if they catch you, homie, oof. Uh-huh. You're in for a rough day. Yeah. The most interesting things out of this that I've seen on Twitter and all is some of the uh Pictures from the demos and concept art and stuff like that. Yeah. That looked interesting. Like a, uh, what was it? I think a version of, a potential version of a Zelda game that goes on from the bad ending of uh, Ocarina of Time. Huh. But some of them, yeah, you could definitely tell why they didn't go ahead with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got much for Nintendo. Yeah, you got some. Something's got to end up on the cutting room floor eventually. Mm. But it does seem it did show in my. I think that Nintendo does let their uh, employees experiment with things to see what sticks and what doesn't internally, yeah. which is which is nice. Yeah, that's nice I hope to they know. Still do it like that nowadays. It's it's nice to know that Nintendo isn't you know, uh, hard set on their ways. Although mm. from what you hear from like Shigeru, he seems pretty. He's oh every time he's talked about, he's always seemed very open and very much someone who wants fresh mm-hmm. blood in there. 
That was something he yeah. said in one of his interviews. Like he wants to bring in fresh eyes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he wants yeah. to bring also, in people from outside of game development. Yeah, and all he wants to have yeah. new perspectives and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to bring in fr- uh, fresh people and you know new perspectives. Yeah. So that's that's at least nice to know that there are people in the company who do have that perspective or want that perspective yeah. and aren't just stuck in their bubble. But I. Mm-hmm. I- I mean, it does make sense with a company like them to have something like that, given their choices in terms of even the hardware and all aren't always just the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Like just the Switch itself. Uh, I don't think uh, any of the other uh console companies would have really come up with something like that at least not in terms of yeah we're gonna make this our main console <laughs> yeah mm, see that's the thing the, the mm-hmm. switch is such the switch is like it's a genius idea but at the same time it's like a fucking gamble <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, the, it's definitely not perfect. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah mm, but it's not it's not perfect. I'm talking like, just conceptually. Mm-hmm. Like, if any other company had came up with it, I don't know if it would have. I don't yeah. know if it. I don't know if it would have been made, and if it would have been made, if it would have had the same kind of functionality. Mm-hmm. I mean, the closest one I could uh see doing it would be sony because they had experience a bit of experience with handhelds but it probably would have been a compare a similar scenario like back then with the game boy versus the other handhelds like (laughs) if they both did it then nintendo would have been the one that's cheaper and well more uh durable in terms of the battery time and the sony one would have been like either the links or the game gear uh more powerful hardware but just doesn't last as long <laughs> proprietary memory cards <laughs> sorry sony I'm not well yeah that too i'm not but... i'm not letting i'm not letting that go no i can't i can't let i love the vita i really do but that's mm-hmm. that's that's still something I just can't ignore. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so um I don't know if we'll ever see anything come of this in any way, shape, or form. But oof, man. I can't like that's a lot of shit. Especially if they got hit their hands mm-hmm. on like source code and shit. Jesus. There's a lot. Yeah, of... given that this is relatively old stuff, I don't think this uh, will damage Nintendo in any way. It's not gonna damage them, but yeah, I'm curious to see what might come of it. Something I'm sure. True. I'm sure something. Sure. I'm sure someone. I'm sure someone in some community is gonna get their hands on that source code and figure out something with mm-hmm. it, or figure to do something with yeah. it in some way that won't instantly get them sent to court. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> true so this next story I did not watch the Xbox game reveal event 
you have it listed on our topic list as underwhelming. So I'm going to let yes. you talk about this because you clearly know something I don't. Well, uh, it was kind of promised to have a lot of gameplay and all. And, well, <laughs> well, we did see new titles and new IPs and all. Uh, on the one hand, we didn't have all that much in terms of gameplay. Uh, in some cases, almost none, like with the one they ended with, uh, the new Assassin's Creed, which was announced as a gameplay trailer but yeah, it was that was that was just the that was just the uh the thing that got released right this the the movie the, the movie trailer. Uh, no that was previously uh oh, okay. we did have they did have in engine stuff but it was hardly any gameplay in it oh oh really yeah yeah and <laughs> I think they knew that expectations were bad, as in Ubisoft knew, because their, uh, I think it was the project lead uh, that po twittered shortly before the event that this is only something to whet your appetite and it's not going to be uh, that much shown. And they have a long-term plan for the next month and weeks to show more. So, yeah, I think... They already knew that people yeah, were expecting more. I, I respect Ubisoft, though, for that, though. I really do. You know, because I don't necessarily know if Ubisoft was the one. So, all right. Was it, like, mm -hmm. Microsoft who said this is going to be a huge gameplay event? And then, like, Ubisoft's like, wait, what? No, no we don't. No, we don't have that. Shit. Was that Maybe. was that I how don't... this worked out? Because if, if like if Ubisoft if Ubisoft sure said they had sure. gameplay mm -hmm. and then like they mm -hmm. didn't, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how. Uh, I think Ubisoft also said it's a gameplay uh, trailer that's gonna be there. Or I'm not hundred percent on that, but Microsoft definitely did during the event before they uh, showed that one. And they promised gameplay overall uh, a lot of it during the event, also with the other games. But mm. several of them wasn't that much in terms of that. And several of the titles weren't really all that uh, next-gen. Yeah, like, uh, one of the uh, the Bandai Namco title. Uh, what was it called? Something with Nexus, I think. Which uh, looked pretty close to Code Vein uh, in terms of graphics. It was very much um, close to anime uh, in terms of the art style, cell shaded and all. So stylized. That didn't as really fuck. look like. Stylized as fuck is what you're saying, because <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. You can, and it didn't really look like it needed a next gen hardware of any sort to run. Mm. In terms of the graphics, at least, there were some titles that did look really nice, but for a first uh, reveal event, it wasn't that spectacular overall. Hmm. 
I think expectations overall were a bit higher than the event deserved. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say this this isn't you I, I you can't I don't think I don't think Microsoft can be like well the fans got their they got their hopes up. Microsoft was like yo yeah. maybe we we yeah they did say they did say they set wrong expectations yeah we so we set we set the bar we set the bar a little mm. higher than we really should have maybe we yeah. should have maybe we shouldn't have given you guys that idea whoops mm-hmm. whoopsie doodles yeah might not mm. have been the best idea <laughs> they did say yeah uh, if we wouldn't have said anything and just shown it then it would have been different yeah, you would have been a very different yeah. experience. People would have been like, "Oh, that's nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that, that's kind of cool." All right. Mm-hmm. So, this next story is one I didn't follow closely. I remember this mm. being in I remember this being out or this detail being mm. out, but I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of I read it, was uh-huh. like, "Oh, that sucks," and then moved on because <laughs> I don't have, apparently, I'm just not as, things just don't process in my head the same way, so I might read some bad news or some shit and be like, oh, that that sucks. (laughs) 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 Moving on. (laughs) I admit it. That's my fault. I fucked up. So, as of, so, uh, how do you pronounce that? (laughs) I'm guessing Ratalaika. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what he said games <laughs> uh tweeted out the day before my birthday oof bad time for bad that's probably why you didn't really pay attention yeah i really <laughs> that that would have yeah i was off so yeah i really wasn't fucking paying attention i was not paying attention at all uh i'm gonna read off some of this uh we have some bad news today starting starting august peggy will change their fees Due to PS4 adopting the iArc system, the casual game tier will be removed, meaning the costs for new Vita title release will go from 250 euro to 14 to 1450 euro. The PS4, the PS Vita won't be part of iArc. This change will make. This change will make way more expensive to make PS Vita versions as before. We only had to pay less than 250 euro for one game. Guard duty. And we cover that with the physical edition from now on. It would be that for all games, which most probably will make all PS Vita versions lose money. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, that yeah, that's that's shitty. And I don't know Euro very well, but I do know numbers. Mm-hmm. And 250 to 14 to 1450 is a pretty significant fucking jump yes that's a lot i i'm assuming that's a lot of money i'm not a hundred i don't have any basis for it but just numbers would suggest that and given the fact that this is apparently enough money that they that most that they're 
they're expect that they're saying that Vita games will most likely lose money. I'm gonna assume this is a substantial increase. For current uh, conversion rates, you can uh, say this is an increase from 275 mm-hmm. to almost 1,600. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. What? Jesus! Mm-hmm. Yikes! And that's uh, just rating the game because they. Uh, this is the International Age Rating Coalition. Ugh. Okay, so I okay, you might need to help me understand this because I'm a little mm-hmm. lost. What's Peggy yeah. for then? Well, Peggy is uh, one of the IARC, one of the International Age Rating Coalitions. Peggy is specifically um, the Pan-European Game Information. Okay. It's called. It's what's the rating for us in Europe. Okay. Specifically for, mostly for Europe and Israel. We do have our own here in Germany, but for other countries... It's that rating board that does the ratings like the ESRB for you. Okay, so, all right, that's Peggy. So what is IARC? um... That's essentially a conglomerate of the ESRB, the uh, Peggy, the USK from us. It's a global rating and age specification system age classification system so essentially they cooperate in that so there's i'm guessing one general rating okay so that it's yeah so that it's uniform across all territories i guess that's the goal here yeah i it was i don't mm, see i don't know enough about outside of my own country because i'm a dirty american um, I don't know enough outside of my own country to know whether or not there was any significant difference. I know, like, Australia didn't have, like, a definitive, like, M rating for, like, the longest time. Like, we yes. do. They didn't have that yeah. for, like, the longest time. They just had, like, T, and then everything else was just restricted. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I would assume, I assume that for the most part, the ratings were already mm-hmm. pretty equal, like without any. Yeah, the so there are still differences, especially with uh, Australia, as you said, and then there are specific differences between uh, the European and for us here in Germany, because there have been specific things like, of course, you can't show. Uh, Specific Nazi symbol, Nazi symbols always. Um, that's a bit more varied now, but there, it's still not a general, generally allowed uh, thing. Mm, so okay. there are still differences. Some German versions of games have to be censored in terms of that, and then there may be different. Um, uh, different specific uh, weightings on things, so the end result can be slightly different in terms of rating. Like uh, South Korea is one of the rating boards there. 
they could have a lower rating or a higher rating depending on things. I mean, it's known that, for example, America has is more lenient with uh, violence generally. Oh, yeah, and we love our violence. For us, it's comparatively uh, more lenient in terms of uh, sexual content, nudity, and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in that's... Comparison. Yeah, that's a weird thing here in America. We'll watch someone's mm-hmm. head get blown off and fucking cheer, but you show a tit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this uh, coalition makes it easier to get a rating. For one, there's a general rating, but you also have to only apply once for several regions to get the rating. Because, okay... So what this sounds like to me is that they're charging more. They're saying, okay, so you only have to apply once. But yeah, we're just going to package that, it all together uh, now and just say you paid for all of them now. That's the what pro- it feels yeah, like. But the, yeah, and the problem here is that the PS Vita isn't part of that uh, rating coalition okay so then... as in the system isn't handled by them oh. they still have to use uh, a separate uh, approval system for that which has gone more costly because there's all, no casual game tier anymore oh no casual which game. i'm I'm guessing uh, there are several different uh, different settings, uh, tiers you can uh, apply for with the PS Vita currently, which means uh, that Ratalaika games have releases for games that are more casual that they can apply for the cheaper price of the 250 Mm-hmm. Damn. $1,400. Jesus Christ, that's a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. And that's just for the rating. That's just for the yeah. That's just like that's not even getting into like, you know. So that's real- an investment they you have definitely because yeah. well without a rating you just can't really sell your game. No, you can't. And nowadays, like indie titles have to get rated, right? I think so. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know. I know for a while, like, games on Steam, indie games could avoid needing a rating. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think you kind of have to get rated now. I'm you, not sure how it is on Steam, but with the console you digital have to stores, I'm pretty sure you have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to get your game rated. Damn. That's Steam not... might still allow it without, but I'm not sure on that. That, that. The the thing is the price though seems abuse it genuinely just seems like they want P- it, it comes off to me like they're just like well we do this we're just not going to deal with Vita anymore like mm-hmm. that's it it to me to me it sounds like a really low key way to get people to stop fucking with the Vita it's like we make we make the price we make the price exorbitant and then people just aren't going to develop for it and then we can officially yeah, think- be done with it. I think the problem is more that yeah the uh, the the Vita releases are just not popular enough for the regular price. 
which the 1450 euros was probably the regular price beforehand for normal vita titles as well but some developers could still manage to release titles there for the lower price if it's more niche titles mm-hmm. that are more casual and don't have as much of an an audience obviously the vita generally has a smaller audience nowadays yeah i'd say so yeah but especially since uh i think uh, quite a few people from the vita switch changed over to the switch yeah that like, uh they... yeah but i i was a i'd say that was a fairly intelligent move <laughs> I mean, yeah, I look, so... I get, I get it. Passion, passion's important, yeah. but you got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to go where that money's good. So yeah, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, sucks for the people that still have a Vita and still are still interested in new games for it. But yeah, this is just another sign of a system that's not supported by sony anyway hasn't been supported by them for a long time yeah so so it didn't take sony long to ditch out on the vita to begin with so yeah i'm not all that surprised Mm -hmm. so this next story i actually knew about (laughs) for Mm -hmm. once for once i there's a story i'm actually fairly familiar i'm fairly familiar with and this is this is going on for a bit yeah this is this is an odd one. So, uh, mm-hmm. Doom Eternal soundtrack controversy addressed by id Software. Uh, Mick Gordon didn't deliver on time, the executive producer claims. Yeah. All right. So, this... Now, my general understanding of this, because this is, seems like more of a... Uh, uh, a very brief rundown. But my general understanding... Mm-hmm is that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Id wanted Mick to do the soundtrack, but they cut him, yes. uh, but they, they gave him either, I understand they either cut his deadline short or they gave him a very, very short deadline because they wanted the soundtrack done before the soundtrack came out. Yeah, Obviously. the way I understood it as things came out was that they announced the soundtrack but oh, and they announced the date for the soundtrack. But they only told him afterwards Ooh. about the date. And as far as I'm aware, um, mm-hmm. obviously, the time time given was not enough. Yeah, I Mick, think it was a few weeks, two yeah. weeks or so. Mick got done with only a handful of the tracks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't even want to say a handful. I think he only got done with, like, what, nine tracks? Six or nine tracks? It wasn't that many. Sometimes like that thing. It was, yeah. like, six or nine tracks. And he, as far as I was able to find out, he basically considered his part of the part of his the, part of the agreement completed, I guess. I mean, the soundtrack is out. His obligation to them was done at that point, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once it's out, yeah. Yeah, once That's... it's out, his ob- obviously his uh, his likelihood of working with id Software again probably isn't going to happen. Well, <laughs> as it stands, no. Yeah, the so. the likelihood of 
of us hearing Mick Gordon be featured on another. He already said he does not want to work with them anymore. And um, the the but the bigger issue is that uh, yeah, this is sort of an issue because people who got the soundtrack probably mm. noticed a pretty distinct difference <laughs> between the nine songs Mick did. Which, by the way, if you don't know, Mick Gordon is a fantastic musical creator. He did the music for mm-hmm. the for the 2016 Doom. I know he did the music for the new for the Ki. For Ki, that's one of his uh-huh. better soundtrack. One of his better soundtracks. Uh-huh. I don't know if he did. I don't know what else he's done recently. Don't quote me on that. But I know he did those two specifically. Those are the two I'm most familiar yeah. with. Um, I mean, he also did the one for Eternal generally, but the music for that, but just the soundtrack, the separate release of the soundtrack, he didn't have. Yeah, he did not the time for for that and. When I saw people comparing uh, one of these songs in, <laughs> as in uh, showing them both how they look in an audio uh, editor. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> with, the, uh, with the previous version of the track uh, being quite nuanced and having all the, uh, the lines showing that they, there is dynamics in it. And the new version being pretty much uh, fl- uh, maxed out most of the time. Yeah. Which is not a good sign. Yeah, no, that's that's not a that's not a good sign at all. And like like I said, there's there's no way Bethesda wouldn't. There's no way id. Okay, I said Bethesda, but I don't know who to I don't know who to put on who to put this on necessarily. There's no there's no way the people in charge would think that like you could even come close to that. Cause what kills me about this is the game's out, right? So Mm -hmm. people have heard the music. Uh People are buying the soundtrack based on the music they heard. Mm -hmm. I'd assume in the game. Yeah. So, what either poss- by playing it themselves or listening to other people playing or, the game? Yeah, like you you bought it based on the music you heard in the game. Mm-hmm. I I can't imagine there's too many people. Well, no, I, a small a small minority of people might have just bought the soundtrack because oh fuck it's Mick Gordon hell yeah, like yeah yeah quite possible. I mean either that or they heard they know uh, the Doom 2016 one and. Then decided, yep, it's another Doom soundtrack by the same guy. Gimme. Right. So I just, I can't imagine that. No, I can't imagine that somebody there wasn't like, hey, um, we don't have the audio chops. (laughs) 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 We don't have the, the audio chops to be able to imitate what he did with Mm -hmm. the skill and talent that he did it like it's gonna be bluntly and apparently obvious to anybody who's like you said played the game mm-hmm. or anything you know now there is talk apparently that uh whether or not mick missed the dead well i guess it's obvious he missed the dead well 
that's mm. the that's the new claim by um who is it marty stratton and that apparently he missed uh the deadline extension that they gave him another four weeks and then another six weeks apparently okay so they're they're, they're claiming they're claiming like what two and a half months basically they're claiming they gave him like two and a half months ish so first two weeks then four and then six so 12 weeks that would be yeah three months overall yeah that's i mean that's it seems much more reasonable overall if that's uh if correct yeah if it, and... yeah but i think the bigger issue would be like the they're, they're obviously saying they we him... don't know what else uh mick had to do at that time right because he, he might have had, had other uh, obligations previous obligations yeah so that's uh it's hard to say how that mm-hmm. uh what that situation looks like but I like I said I don't know who to look at for this and be like, did you guys really? Not? I mean, maybe maybe they were ready for the backlash. Maybe they were like, well, we're gonna get backlash over yeah. this, but we can't not mm-hmm. put the soundtrack out. Like we can't not yeah. release the soundtrack. So, I mean, just starting out with announcing a date without even telling your uh, sound guy about it—that's yeah. uh, already starting out on the bad foot. Eee, that's that's gross. <laughs> that's some that's 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 some anthem shit right there. <laughs> that's yeah, some of. that's some that's some. This is this is what we're releasing, and then everybody want all your all your uh, employees watching are like, what? <laughs> and for all we know, Mick might not have even been like paying attention. He might have been doing other shit, and then got a phone call mm-hmm. like, "Yo, uh, you gonna be when you be in the studio?" What are you talking about? We gotta get this soundtrack done. What? <laughs> what? You what? What? What soundtrack? What are you talking about? Yeah, man, we're doing Eternal. What do you? I already finished the game. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the soundtrack comes out in like a month. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just a shit ton of question marks pop up over Mick Gordon's head <laughs> as he's trying as he's trying to somehow compute the information being given to him. Wait, I have to do a soundtrack, but and it's it, wait it, we already have a release. What? His head pops out on the other side of the phone line. You what now? Are, are you, you could you repeat that again? Yeah, could you? I am not sure if I misheard you. Um, <laughs> I, I, mm, what you said sounded really stupid. Could you say it again, <laughs> but with less stupid? You're saying words, but all oh, I hear uh, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't been to. I, I'm sorry. I haven't been to college. No, I don't speak crazy anymore. Can you? Uh, can you say that in English, please? <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate you. Oh, so I did hear you right. Uh, okay. Um. Hmm. I'm. I'm yeah, gonna, that doesn't sound any better. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm. I don't. I. On both sides of this, I. I'm question. I. I don't know if I question. Uh. 
the the executive producer as much because here's the thing right if i it's just a weird situation in general mhm because as someone who's working on something right you mm-hmm. this is your name's being put on this yeah. so like if if Mick was thrown into a situation like we just described, well, what we're assuming he was thrown into, where he didn't even find out about the shit until it was announced and there was a release date. I don't know how keen someone would be to work on that project unless he was already conscripted to do it. If it was already in his contract to do the soundtrack, totally different story. But if this was just mm-hmm. something they hadn't like they were going to do the soundtrack. He already did the game. His obligation was done, but they got the soundtrack. They've already announced it. He's already been listed for it. Oh, fuck. We got to get him to sign this contract and get him working. There's a, there's two very different scenarios yeah. for me. And I don't think we're going to yeah, see we're never, the uh, full picture here. Yeah, we're never going to know what that was. If this is just, mm. if this is a matter of he was already conscripted to do it, and he didn't finish mm-hmm. it. I got no love. I got no. I got no. I got nothing for him on that. Like, yeah. you, 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 you agreed to a contractual obligation, mm-hmm. and you were supposed to complete it. That's a business yeah. transaction, sir. So, you know, I'm not gonna. I I want to be on Mick's side on this, but I don't know. So, hopefully, Mick. Hopefully, you're on the right on this one, Mick. Cause I love your work. I really do. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. do love his work. So definitely. That's all I got for you it's on that. Yeah, it's sadly the end result in either case is that the DLC coming for Doom Eternal is going to be handled by someone else in the soundtrack department. Yes. All right. So this shame, should... but let's hope they get a good replacement. Yeah. Or just I don't know, maybe take it in a different direction. Maybe come up with a new musical feel. Don't 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 just try to emulate the last guy. Do something. Do your own thing at that point. Like, I mean, mm. it's DLC for the same game, so uh, yeah. you can't really go too radically in a different. Yeah, direction. Yeah, I know you can't go too radical, but like, hmm, I don't know. I'm a little torn on yeah. that. But I didn't pick up. Oh, no, I did pick. I forgot I picked up Doom Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I bought it. Oh, God. <laughs> Sounds like oh, you could use some kind of software to oh, uh, keep track of that. Oh, don't you even <laughs> do that. Oh, my God. Oh, he's just been waiting for an opportunity just to hit me with this. <laughs> oh, you some bitch. <laughs> Our last segment today, we just uh, CD decided to change it up to switch things up a little bit. And our our last segment is uh 30 years ago, the Super Famicom released in Japan. Now, yeah. I want to go on a limb. 
right. on a limb and say that the Super Nintendo uh-huh. is easily one of my favorite retro consoles of all time. Easily. Hmm. I've talked about it on this show. I resent my parents a little bit. Not a lot. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. If you listen to this. <laughs> It's not it's not enough resentment for me to be spiteful, but it's just enough for me to look at the kids who had the other console and be a little jealous. Just you know what I mean? Just that little that little bit. Mm-hmm. So the Super Famicom, or uh as I like to say, the better looking SNES. <laughs> that might not be the most yeah. popular opinion, but I still think the Super Famicom was a much better looking console. <laughs> Yeah, I I think uh, on average that's probably the uh, more widespread opinion. So uh, I'm gonna talk. So uh, one some of the things I we're gonna talk about are obviously launch titles. Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about a couple of titles. All right. Uh, well, certainly on uh, the Japanese launch, uh, there weren't that many launch No, titles. there were not. Uh, I was about to get to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Super Nintendo and even the Super Famicom didn't have a lot of games at launch. Um, in fact, in fact, in Japan, only two games were available at launch for this console. Now, I will say, this is one of the strongest Nintendo launches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't usually launch this strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two games available at launch was Super Mario World and F-Zero. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it. This is a pretty fucking fantastic launch. However... um. Mm-hmm. In America, the Super Nintendo launched as a bundle uh, with Super Mario World included. Which is definitely also a good start. (laughs) That's a (laughs) fantastic... Oh my god! That's a fantastic... Dude! Dude! If I bought a Super Nintendo at launch and it came with Super... I wouldn't even buy another game! I'd be Mm -hmm. like, fuck, I got Mario. I don't need anything else for at least a week. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you don't need anything else you're set that's it uh other games that launched at the time in america uh, as launch titles were f-zero similar mm-hmm. pilot wings sim city not that great in comparison yeah, yeah not mm, not that sim city eh uh. eh all right. Yes. I mean, it's about what you could expect for a conversion of SimCity for the consoles. And Gradius 3, I don't know enough about Gradius 3 to know if it was a good game or a bad game. or I don't know enough about that. Pretty good one. Yeah, okay. So, decent. So, the Gradius series overall is pretty good from what I know. So, you had at least two good launch titles that, were, yeah. that, was, that weren't packaged with it mm-hmm. so okay so uh, like i'm gonna go on a limb and say super famicom if you were only gonna have two games at launch i could easily say this is one of the handful of times where you were i think any where most people probably just bought both <laughs> like these are both 
I I would be very di- it'd be very hard for you to imagine that like both of these titles were flying off the shelves at launch. Mm-hmm. Very. I mean, the console certainly did fly off the shelves in uh, Japan. You're you're right. You're right. Um, let's see if I could find that. Around three hundred thousand units, which was the initial shipment, and that sold out within uh, hours. Oh, oh! So we have a PS2 situation on our hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a PS2 scenario. Uh, uh, I have, Interestingly, I've... that apparently caused a uh, slight social disturbance. <laughs> which... What? <laughs> what? Excuse you? Which, uh, yeah, uh, apparently. And that made the uh, government ask... Uh, manufacturers to have future console releases scheduled on weekends <laughs> oh 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 <laughs> i oh i know where the oh you're telling me people were take oh people were calling off oh you dirty dirty children people were <laughs> calling off from work to get this and it was causing like mass amount of people to Oh my god. <laughs> the economy stopped for a day. <laughs> the workforce was absent for a day. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, could you imagine? Can, can you imagine? Wednesday. Can you imagine being like. Like a fucking Whole Foods or some shit. <laughs> and like 80% of your staff all are sick that day. They all call off. <laughs> that was what, for one, your people on Wednesday uh, go out early or don't show up. And then don't show up the next two days, probably. Oh, oh this is great. Because it's just in the middle of the week. Oh, so God. Oh, God. This is... <laughs> This is ter- Oh, this is amazing and terrible at the same time, and I love it. Sorry, I fucking... boss, I can't show up. I have to get a Super Nint- Super Famicom for my kids, and the stores I have checked so far are all out. <laughs> I mean... And I can't return home without one. <laughs> <laughs> my, wife will, my wife will just throw me out again. Yeah, my, my wife is not going to let me come home unless I have one of these fucking things. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Oh, this is this is the greatest thing. This is this is the greatest thing. I love it. If you have to have the government step in, that's um either you're doing something wrong or you're doing something very right. I don't I according to the wiki. Uh-huh. There's a line here. I don't know if this is true. It has it has an annotation. But I don't uh-huh. know how true this is. But if it's true, it's amazing. <laughs> the system's release also gained the attention of the Yakuza, leading to a decision to ship devices at night to avoid robbery. <laughs> if this is true, this is incredible. And I love it. Honestly, with that popularity <laughs> of the system, I can see it. <laughs> Oh, so, oh yeah. Okay, it even mentions what you said, resulting in social disturbance. Because uh-huh. <laughs> three hundred thousand units sold within hours. 
three hundred thousand people. Assuming every, assuming, assuming that mm-hmm. like one console per person, so people weren't buying yeah. up multiple consoles. So let's let's assume people were being fucking reasonable mm-hmm. and not scalping. I think at the time it's probably more reasonable because uh, that's nineteen ninety. So stuff like eBay and all isn't quite that accessible. Okay, so uh, so again, assuming people are reasonable yeah. and not buying up multiple consoles. That's 300,000 people, CD, who are not yeah. working. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who are not contri- – in assuming all 300,000 of these people are all contributing members to society and work jobs. <laughs> yeah. That's 300,000 300, people who are not contributing to society for at mm-hmm. least a day. <laughs> At, yeah. least, at least one day see not assuming that there's a portion of these people who call off the rest of the week or mm-hmm. who didn't already have time off in the system to be off the rest of the week to yeah. play Super Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> even if we take let's say a third of that a hundred thousand that's already a quite a dent that's a massive amount of the of the social of the working strata completely removed <laughs> from the workforce That's just instant just like from one day to another yeah 100 100,000 people just aren't working that day <laughs> holy <laughs> holy fuck that's that's incredible mhm that is i love it oh all these episodes, all these episodes of this show get more and more interesting every time. <laughs> I learn, I learn something new every episode. Oh, this is fantastic! <laughs> all right, so I want to talk about games, and I'm going to talk about games in relation to the Super Nintendo, in relation to this mm-hmm. as well. So obviously, we have Super Mario World, easily considered one of the best classics mario games of all time mm-hmm. easily i mean even 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 if you bring up super mario 64 super mario world still usually mm-hmm. gets a higher mention it's a classic yeah hands down it's a staple i don't i don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody who buys super nintendo games who gets into super nintendo collecting like i do mm-hmm. even people like me who collect the con you don't you don't start collecting Super Nintendo without having a copy of Super Mario World. It doesn't happen, CD. You just don't do yeah, it. It's like, pretty much a must buy. <laughs> and since and since it was a pack-in and a launch title, I'd say it's not exactly rare. So prices are probably not as high. Oh uh, no, they're not. No, it's uh, probably it's on the cheaper end of games you're gonna mm-hmm. buy. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, it's... and it's had several re-releases on virtual consoles and all, and it, uh... it's pretty much on every uh, store in terms of virtual console. And the um, I'm pretty sure it's on the uh, Switch Online. Don't quote me, but I think it is. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if it's not. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's on the Super Nintendo Mini. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> it would this, be a really big surprise. This game possible. also contributes to one of the harder 
cartridges for me to find. Mm-hmm. So there is a cartridge that exists. I don't know how widely it was released, but it is a duo cartridge of Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World. So it's one cartridge ah. with both of those titles. I want this cartridge. I really do. Uh-huh. But it's hard to find. Like, I've only seen it available here locally for, like, me to buy it off of someone, like, once or twice. Oh, okay. Um, so, so it seems like a better duo package than Mario and Duck Hunt. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I, I'd say so. So, you know, you have Super Mario World. I'm going to assume it was one of the best-selling games on the fr- on the console because it was packaged. <laughs> yeah, that alone, contrib- that alone contributed quite a bit to the 20 million Super Mario World copies. Yeah, to- you also have F-Zero, which, mm-hmm. I mean, one, it's rock. F-Zero is a rockin' game, and it has a rockin' soundtrack. I can't imagine people... I can't imagine this game. This is one of those games that I'm upset I didn't get my hands on until, like, the last six or seven months. I've just now managed to get myself mm-hmm. a copy of it mm-hmm. for my collection, and it still holds up. Uh-huh. It still holds up as I I'm I'm gonna say it. I think this game holds up better than Super Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart does not hold up uh-huh. as a game. Oh, F Zero okay. does hold up, like drastically better. So I wonder how many F Zero sold. You pick you pick the one you pick the console CD. I am a fanboy for. <laughs> <laughs> I have almost 40 right. games in counting for the Super Nintendo CD. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's around 2.85 million. Okay. That's yeah, F0 sold. That's decent. It's a racing game, so that probably didn't help yeah, it in didn't terms ha- of that. Didn't, didn't help this case. That's not exactly the most popular genre of all. So, a couple things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, it was released in Japan at the cost mm-hmm. of 25,000 yen. Mm-hmm. Uh, equivalent of 27, 27.84. Let me look that up and see what the conversion is for that. I have no idea what that is. Yen to dollars. Uh, all right. So uh, let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So it's twenty five thousand yen in Japan at launch. Mm-hmm. So in nineteen ninety. So I'm going to use that total. All right. In America, it launched at one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So conversion wise, it was actually slightly more expensive, Japan wise. Uh-huh. If you convert it, but um, you can only convert it by our standards now, so that probably throws the totals off a little bit. It'd probably be a little closer, um, especially especially when the equivalent in America for one ninety nine back then is three hundred seventy three dollars. Which comes yeah. suspiciously close to what our co- what our consoles launch at these days, <laughs> at mm. around four hundred dollars. 
So, yeah, yeah, all right. That doesn't surprise me that much anymore. I'm actually not all that surprised. No, Mm -hmm. I'm not not all that. Apparently, it began shipping in limited quantities in August 23rd, 1991, with an official nationwide release date of September 9th, 1991. Really? So, it... That's weird. Because... That's a weird thing. So they launch. It started shipping. So does that mean it launched? Yeah. Like, was it in people's it's, hands? It's probably. It's probably a, a regional release, and I'm guessing they had uh, certain stores uh, had it earlier. Mm. So that's the August twenty-three. Uh, that's Us. probably some stores had it earlier, like Toys R Us. Yeah, very likely. And then after a while, when they had enough available, they shipped it to all the stores in September 9th, Mm. which made it the nationwide release, would be my guess. Couple other... That seems most likely. Couple other things to keep in mind. Uh, Uh Worldwide, the Super Nintendo... Worldwide, the Super Famicom, Super Nintendo... Sold forty-eight or forty-nine million units. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking yeah. that down, it was twenty-three point thirty-five million in North America. Mm-hmm. Japan was seventeen million, and uh, everywhere else boiled out to around eight million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around eight and a half, which is yeah, that's a, that's a fuck ton of consoles. <laughs> yeah. Interesting that it didn't do more in Europe, but yeah, I'm guessing over here that's still a pretty good number. So the Super Nintendo, the, the Super Nintendo was also a rather unique console in a sense that Nintendo decided to take a different, a slightly different approach to region locking. Uh huh. Um. Their region lock, apparently it did have a lockout chip of some variety, um, Mm. but that didn't quite work the way it was supposed to. There were still ways to get around it. One of the the, the ways, they didn't always utilize that lockout chip, so they used a physical form of lockout, which are two tabs Mm. on the inside of the American console. next uh, on each side of the uh, cartridge connector and all you really have to do is just snap them out they're really easy to to break you just snap them out Mm -hmm. and then you can just put a super famicom cartridge in there and it plays it yeah most cartridges play without needing Mm -hmm. to do anything so yeah that's a that was an interesting oh Mm -hmm. and obviously that was the difference of the between your region and ours, the 50 to 60 hertz. So, yes. Games played slower for us and faster over there. Yeah. And since the games, as far as. So, mm, so was that. I'm assuming the game on the cart then was programmed to run at 50 hertz, right? Uh, no. For you? Or was that just or was that just like no, your that's... TV played at 50 hertz? Yes, exactly. That's it's the TV. Okay. Because we have the PAL system and you have NTSC 
and the NTSC runs at 60 hertz. And accordingly, the Super Nintendo plays the game at that uh, speed. Ah. Which also caused things like uh, other with other consoles, like Sonic being a bit slower for us in comparison. <laughs> True. So, let's talk about some some standout aspects about the Super Nintendo that mm. uh, made that had the Super Nintendo stand out amongst its competitors throughout the multiple years it was on the market shall we one All of the right. big one of the big things the super nintendo did and that it utilized was uh additional addition additional chips on the board to further extend the the functionality mm-hmm. and the power of the console so whereas people like whereas sega had actual physical attachments uh-huh. Um, and the hardware needed to extend the console's abilities were inside of those physical attachments. Nintendo took a much different approach mm-hmm. and used specialized chips within their games and actually had actually made boards that were physically longer or had a physical difference in the fact that they had actual extra um mm-hmm. connectors on each end that slotted into the console to extend its capabilities. This was something Nintendo did specifically. Mm-hmm. And it it led to a lot of their games just being um visually more appealing or just having special effects mm-hmm. or extended. Sega did that to an extent as well. But much less. They had uh what was it? Virtual racing that had an additional chip on the cartridge as well. Yes. But it made it uh, very expensive. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of these games, and um, with those extra chips and a lot of the technology Nintendo was able to push, these chips allowed Nintendo to do a lot of really interesting things and even mm-hmm. take on new techniques. So, for instance... A little little indie game by the name of Donkey Kong Country is famous <laughs> for the fact that they actually use Silicon Graphics workstations to render mm. the characters, to create yeah. the character, to create the character, to create the individual characters, and then they had to downscale them with less animations, mm-hmm. obviously, to bring them onto the uh, SNES. Now, well, what I've learned about this is that this this uh, this game was made in direct response to Sega because Sega mm-hmm. at the time was about to release a huge they were they were getting ready to release like a hand-drawn game from Disney this little known mm-hmm. side title from Disney called Aladdin <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they need and Nintendo wanted to put something out there that was gonna blow people's fucking minds. They wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I'd say Donkey Kong Country Aladdin's fun. Yeah. But Donkey Kong Country, I mean <laughs> that's wise, yeah, that definitely made a bigger impact. Especially since Aladdin ended up coming to Nintendo anyways. But guess what? Donkey mm. Kong Country never left Nintendo. 
Which is not a surprise. I mean, Rare did have a uh, direct uh, relationship with Nintendo. Yes. Um. So we talk. I talked about the chips, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talk about the chips in these games that uh, altered the games themselves. And made and mm-hmm. allowed the console to do a lot of things visually that you yeah. just weren't seeing in other games. Mm-hmm. Well, just on like their competitors. And this, this is this is kind of leads me into something that like I don't want to blame the Super Nintendo for directly, but mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo games, especially the late era games, were expensive as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you got to games with battery backups. Because a lot of Super Nintendo games really leaned into having saves. And boy, were they expensive. (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. They were insanely expensive, sir. Insanely expensive. Mm. I mean... It was a clever way to get you. It was an entry. It was a the only way at the time, reasonably, to save your games. I mean, a lot of the hardware that existed just wasn't able to do it. So mm-hmm. you do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo also had a odd habit of uh, re-release of different addition, different modifications to their consoles internally. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit more techie coming from me, but it's still something I find interesting as there were multiple revisions of the original Super Nintendo. Uh, at least here in America, there were multiple revisions. They uh, These revisions actually consolidated multiple chips on the board into a single chip, mm. which are then called one-chip models. These uh, particular consoles actually produced much better visuals than the launch consoles. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, some people consider them to be the uh, to be basically hardware clones, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, given the fact that the boards and the chips are so drastically different. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for those of you who uh, just official clones, <laughs> yeah, ofi- official clones. <laughs> also, if you are slightly familiar with the uh, Super Nintendo in any way, shape, or form, you probably. Depending on which one you have, you pro- your console's probably yellow. Ah. Uh, well, this... <laughs> plastic. Yeah. So there's a... <laughs> this is... The, the reason for this was they used a flame retardant injection into the plastic. Uh-huh. Into the plastics. Mm-hmm. And the plastics themselves reacted to light. Yeah. So left... Toy ex- collectors also know that very much Mm. with toys from that time they react to light so over time Mm. they would turn yellow surprisingly enough some of the later ones did not do that Mm -hmm. they changed different kinds of plastics they changed the plastics the one i have um doesn't do that it's still Uh i was surprised that it wasn't like it was still properly colored that was that was a nice nice treat Mm. I wanna. I do want to bring this up. So they did. They did one hard. They did an odd hardware revision, which was called uh-huh. the Super Famicom Mini, or 
Mm, the uh-huh. the the junior. Yeah, the Super Nintendo Junior is what uh, most people yes. call it. This uh-huh. console makes no sense to me. Oh. Um. Yeah, because it. I believe it only did. It lacked actual video out functionality. What? <laughs> it lacked. It lacked certain video out functionality. Uh, I think it. Ah, uh, yeah. I I think I see which what you mean. Yeah, it yeah. lacked. It only had composite video. Yeah, it did not have uh S video. No S video and RPG. Uh, R R G B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is a weird, a weird choice. That's a weird. Huh. I guess it was cheaper. That that seems to be what people say. People Pretty say likely. it was cheaper. Although I'm more surprised as video was even. And interestingly, like... the uh, the functionality was still there. Mm-hmm. Just the pins were unused, so people could modify it and restore that. Yeah, for that, themselves. The that model is, that model is actually one that um. Is pretty popular amongst collectors or people who want to be uh-huh. able to play these consoles because those are really good to mod and you can get really good video quality out of them. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that one, the designs are much more similar between the American and the Japanese version. Now, I can't. Except for the colors of the controllers, of course. Of course, I but still. Besides that, it looks pretty similar. Yeah. Although there's... the design itself, nah, I definitely <laughs> prefer the original Super Famicom <laughs> and European Super Nintendo. From what I can tell, the Junior didn't come out in Europe. Really? Well, consider yourself lucky. Yeah. Although I never had a, a one myself. Uh, I only played it at other folks when I had the chance. And at the time, I had a pretty good time with it. I think one of the first games I played there was the Super Mario World and uh, Pilot Wings. Those two, oh, I think. Okay. Well, at least you played one good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pilot Wings is kind of eh. It's uh, more of a tech demo in terms of what it's shows what the mode 7 stuff can do but besides that it's kind of uh, not that great now i can't talk about the super nintendo without Mm -hmm. talking about the controller ah yes the controller is i mean up until this point i I want we need to take ourselves back a few steps here cd Mm -hmm. up until this point how many buttons did control? I mean, aside from like, you know, the Atari and a few of those that couldn't aside decide from- on a control that couldn't decide <laughs> on a <laughs> controller layout at all. <laughs> aside, from, well, if you're talking mainly the main control buttons, uh, the most amount you had was three with the Genesis, which was out before the Super Nintendo. But the most, uh, generally, mostly you had two. No, see, see, Nintendo, Nintendo mm-hmm. was like, yo, what if we gave mm-hmm. people eight buttons? Yeah, if you count start and select. I was counting start and select. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll say seven. We'll, we'll leave start out. I'm going to assume that select does something most of the time. I'll say seven. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, depending on the game. Yeah. Some, of course, were kind of uh, <laughs> the control- weird in that case. The controller is iconic. And it's still easily one of the handful of retro controllers that still feels super comfortable in the hand. I will give Nintendo credit where Nintendo, when where credit is due. They had ergonomics. Mm-hmm. Ergonomics was there, sir. They knew what yeah. was comfortable to hold in the hand. And the Super Nintendo controller is durable as fuck. Uh-huh. You can, you can beat that thing up. <laughs> and it'll it was made it was made for kids they they knew they knew who their audience was they, they were like yo this is for kids we got to make sure this thing can survive a bomb being dropped this has on to it. be stable yeah <laughs> yeah uh one other one thing that i i i really do need to bring up is that this was unique this was unique mm-hmm. to nintendo in some in a few ways nintendo mm-hmm. created what was called the super game boy which allowed Game All Boy right, games yes. to be played on the SNES. Now, mm-hmm. this was on emulation. Actually, yeah, uh, this this was basically Game Boy hardware. <laughs> yeah, it was basically Game Boy Plus. Well, because they used some things additionally to improve on what the uh, Game Boy showed. This was this was just as much. A legitimate Game Boy. Now, it uh-huh. should be noted that the first Super Game Boy that was released in America wasn't perfect. It actually ran yeah. games a percentage slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a slight percentage, but uh, that was a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we never we never got the updated one here in America. That only released out in Japan. The Super Game Boy mm-hmm. Two, which yeah. I want, not because I'm gonna play Game Boy games. <laughs> I just kind of want it, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I don't need it, but to uh-huh. say I have it for, like, the historical sense would be perfect. That would be great. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a pretty interesting part. But the thing is, Nintendo did all kinds of interesting shit. Like, let's talk about the Super Nintendo Mouse. All uh, right, yeah. Uh, this, this, this peripheral did not have... Any uses outside of one game. <laughs> and that game was Super Mario Paint. And mm-hmm. for those of you who work in retro stores or are collectors, you are very aware that it's easy to find a cartridge of Super Mario Paint. It is a pain in the ass to find the fucking mouse. <laughs> the local The local shop I go to has dozens of copies of Super Mario Paint. They cannot get their hands on mice to save their fucking lives. <laughs> Not a big surprise there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So you had stuff like that. You obviously had the multi-tap, which wasn't new, but anything mm-hmm. to extend the multiplayer capabilities of the console. And trust me, the Super Nintendo definitely used that beyond just Bomberman. Mm-hmm. Going by this list, by the way, uh, going for the Super Nintendo mouse, one game that could have used it apparently didn't, and that's the before-mentioned SimCity. Wait, what? Yeah, that apparently did not use it. 
you're telling me that a port of a PC game would not let you mm-hmm. use a port of a PC peripheral? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh let me let me check when the super nintendo version came out ah yes that's the issue came uh, out earlier ah uh, came okay. out in 90 still came out in 91 and the mouse only came out in 92 all right so that's so that no would, wonder that would explain it then now, it's a shame that would have uh, enhanced that game by a lot, I think. So, there were some other things that uh, separated the Super Nintendo. Kind of. Uh, the thing about the mention isn't super special to it, because I believe Sega had something similar. But we're talking mm-hmm. about something like the Satillaview, a modem uh-huh. which attached to the Super Famicom expansion port connected... Uh, which was basically an ability to download or get access to like online content for your games. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, both uh, Nintendo and Sega had their uh, versions of that. Yeah, and that's the weird. The weird thing is, is that like these consoles, all like Super Nintendo in America, still had that um, expansion port. They just didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Which is same with the Genesis. They they had well the Genesis used it. They used it for Sega CD. Uh, are you sure? Because I think they had a separate modem uh, connector in the first uh, version. Mm, they might have. Don't quote me. Because see, when mm-hmm. you say expansion slot, I think of the slot on the side. So was yeah. there was there a different? But I think they had a dedicated port for the modem. Oh, what I remember. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. And the early versions in Europe, I think, still had that because at the time they still planned on releasing it, but they canceled that at some point. Um, let me see. Maybe that. because they didn't get enough uh, traction on the online here in Europe and maybe also in America, probably. Let me see if there's... My knowledge, I've sort of scratched the things I really wanted to scratch on as far as mm-hmm. uh, the Super Nintendo. I'll put in some uh, comments in terms of the Super Nintendo hardware, which uh, also were different in terms of competition at the time. Well, the, uh, the CPU, for example, uh, was slower in terms of uh competition uh they did they did have advantages in terms of the graphics but the cpu was slower which showed mainly in things like available shooters that in the super nintendo versions weren't quite as fast huh and the genesis uh the mega drive or could handle that better what while not being quite as graphically powerful with no mode 7 and all that and having less uh, colors available so they could do better arcade like uh, shooters there sacrificing some other bits and what's uh, definitely noticeable if you play games uh, 
on the Super Nintendo compared to the Genesis Mega Drive is the music. Because mm. the sound font on the Super Nintendo is very different. Because it's very much uh, more leans into an orchestral sound. Yes. Which, uh. yes, it does really sound really nice, but it also kind of tends to blend into each other when you have a lot of uh, games on the system and you listen to uh, different ones. Yeah. Uh, I I always like to say the Sega Genesis had a really crunchy... Uh, yeah. It, it, sound, it, it had it a was... really crunchy sound profile to it. Mm-hmm. I'll say it was, mo- it was more difficult to get a good sound out of the Genesis Mega Drive, but it's could sound really nice it had a very uh unique sound i'll say it was also fuck it was also almost fucking impossible to get good video out the damn thing jesus christ <laughs> no i'm <laughs> sorry very much depended, I'm, depended I'm... on the uh release uh as you say with the super nintendo it also had different variations i'm sorry the in fucking, the, the genesis had some of the worst video output <sighs> Mm-hmm. Like universally, some of the worst. I think it extended through mm. most of all their revisions. Like I have a Model okay. Two, and I still uh-huh. I have a Model Two, and that thing that thing's out video output is still like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It is not. It's not. Mm, it's not pretty. Okay. That's... I didn't have that much experience with it back then either, but. I did have one particular uh, friend that played it mostly, and I don't remember it being that bad. Mm. Maybe the American versions weren't as good. Yeah, I think it might be that because our the, be. the the video output for ours mm-hmm. for our console at least was not. It was universally pretty blurry. It was not mm. very good looking. Uh, Nin- That's a shame. Super Nintendo could put out stunning video, even even through something uh-huh. like S Video, you could still get stunning video out of it. Sega Genesis only uh-huh. could really do RF and composite. Ah, okay. It had no S Video at all. That's a shame, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's it did, could be a big reason. Yeah, it did not have a lot, and it's. I don't have anything to prove it, but I'm fairly sure that the composite line and the RF line might have been sharing the same line in some ways. Because uh-huh. it's a pretty messy picture. Um, hmm. So, again, just a theory. Yeah. A game theory. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that in there. Oh, <laughs> God, don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm so upset with you right now. (laughs) For a change. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love this console. I really do. Super Nintendo is easily one of my favorite consoles to collect for. Hmm. Like, easily one of my favorites. I I would collect Super Nintendo forever if it was financially feasible. 
<laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I have to stop at especially, some point. Yeah, especially if you would want a full collection. <laughs> oh god, that's because that system had um, well, seven hundred. Was it seven hundred and fifty or somewhere in there? Let me check. What does Moby Games say? Eight hundred. It was quite a lot. Uh, SNES. Uh, it's uh, according to Moby Games, it's over a thousand. Oh yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. Is it over a thousand? Mm. I mean, obviously, that's counting regional. Uh, oh, okay, that's not that's counting um... differences. So, in terms of, let me check here. Where is it? Uh, where is the library for this one? I have that listed. Do they have seven hundred and twenty one? Uh, and 121 of these were exclusive to the region. I'm talking, this is the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. 721 games were for the U.S. market. 121 were exclusive to the region, including this were classics such as Arkanoid, Tetris, and Space Invaders. Yeah, even that is a, a significant a, amount. A, yeah, that's a hefty, I think that's actually smaller than the NES. I think that could be. I think it might be. Um, no, okay. It's it's just slightly higher. It's just slightly higher. Uh -huh. NES had a total of seven hundred and fourteen that were licensed. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Uh, overall, uh, Moby Games lists a thousand three hundred and fifty-two. Okay. But yeah, that's probably also quite a bit uh, of Japan exclusive titles that they didn't bring over. Which wouldn't surprise me. And yeah. of course, at the time with the NES, they still had a more strict uh, control over how many titles each company was allowed to make. I think with the SNES, they lean eased up on that yeah but i also think by the by snes companies could source their own ships as well mm -hmm. which yeah probably a, fucking as well fucking helped not gonna lie uh-huh kind of much like it's a lot much easier to get work done when big brother isn't telling you where you where you can and can buy your supplies from mm-hmm although i think the cartridges were still uh made by nintendo that's pot think. Oh, Although, I'd I'd imagine, because they're all pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. They're all very much consistent with each other. 
You can mm-hmm. you can easily tell a cartridge that was legitimately made Nintendo cartridge versus like some something someone came up with themselves because Nintendo cartridges mm-hmm. are solid as fuck. <laughs> they don't flex, dude. You can you can't bend the shit, dude. They don't flex. Like you can well, tell even this... if they didn't supply them themselves, they probably gave uh, exact specifications on what they had to produce there yeah and probably quality checked them as well yeah because they they definitely reviewed the submitted games as we've seen with uh, stuff like (laughs) mortal kombat (laughs) oh mortal kombat oh mortal kombat Mm -hmm. Uh, believe it or not uh did you know mortal kombat actually looked do you know mortal kombat 3 at least looked mm-hmm. significantly better on the Super Nintendo than it did on the Sega. I am not surprised. Like significant, like significantly. Uh-huh. I mean, graphics-wise, the uh, Mortal Kombat One also looked better, I think. But the difference, uh, of course, with the blood, uh, definitely didn't help the the sales, even if it looked better. No. It really, it really didn't. Plus, I don't, if I recall, I don't, I think Nintendo got their version of Mortal Kombat out later. Sega had it first. I don't think, I don't think Nintendo, I don't think Nintendo simultaneously launched. I think they released theirs later and then. That's very likely, yeah. Probably because of that change. Yup. Let's compare. Does it show here? Ah. No, actually, apparently, it did come out the same day. Really? In America. September 13th, Super Nintendo and Genesis. Yep, same okay. day. Never mind. I'll shut my mouth. But, yeah, just the change uh, between uh, blood and sweat. Oh. Cough. Oh, God. Like, like I know we, we need to start wrapping this up in a little bit, but can you yeah. imagine CD? I want to uh-huh. put. I want to paint this picture in your head for a second, CD. All right. Mm-hmm. Me and you both go to school together, right? Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Day's coming up, right? Yeah. And we're both gonna pick it up, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna practice, and then like you get the Sega Genesis version, right? And I'm talking uh-huh. shit because I got the Super Nintendo, mm. right? But then, then you're like, dude, did you see that? Did you see that fatality with Scorpion where he tears the fuck, he tears that dude's head out, and there's blood everywhere? And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you? What do you? T- what, what? What blood? There's no blood. And you're like, <laughs> of course there is. You're like, oh. <laughs> you're, and then this is this is the part CD where like he would stare directly at the camera and be like, "Well, I guess Genesis does what Nintendo don't." <laughs> 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 you <laughs> you would have that self aware moment where you slowly turn towards the camera, <laughs> and then you fourth wall. What fourth wall? Yeah. Then you would like out of frame. You would just. You would slowly pick up, like it's like a ten-year-old CD, slowly out of frame, grabbing a cup of coffee and just sipping it, like. <sighs> and then after the uh, phrase, 
you're here in the background someone calling yeah <laughs> yeah and some glasses coming up from the mm -hmm. up uh, down from up below uh, above yeah uh, out of nowhere i don't know where they came from huh okay <laughs> yeah basically that's the only way i could see this working out that's the only way i don't see this <laughs> in this hypothetical and reality froze <laughs> yeah then then like reality just the the matrix simulation breaks the fuck down <laughs> The fucking the fucking ser the, the, ser the server that's running the matrix just fucking crashes. <laughs> Millions die who are connected to it. Whoops. Well, we gotta do a hard reboot. Guess we broke it. Yeah, uh, we, we fucking we fucking broke it. Oh god, I love this segment. This is this has <laughs> been this has been a fantastic segment. I'm so happy I got to do this one. This is definitely, this is this is borderline close to to Battle Zone, not quite Battle Zone though. <laughs> yeah. no, but Battle Zone's like the gold standard for for segments on this show. That is the gold standard. I will never, ever, ever. I will always hold that as the gold standard. <sighs> I guess sometimes short term ideas can do well. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God! All right, uh, any. Uh, statements, steering social comments. I think we've already had our comments. That's what Nintendo. Oh God, damn it! Oh, <laughs> uh, can't. Perfect be... closure to that segment. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know me. I, I always have to. I always have a story to tell, and that was that was my hypothetical for the day. Oh, Even if it. it's imaginary, there's always oh, a story. It's, oh, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Jesus. I'm sorry. I got distracted. I fucking storming outside and some shit. Oh. Pa apparently it blew a, the birdhouse that's like right outside my window off the fucking hook. <laughs> Hit the window. <laughs> fucking whoop. I guess we angered the Nintendo. Yeah, I guess there. so. I made the fucking Sega joke and Nintendo Nintendo sent their weather ninjas after me. I don't have your source code, Nintendo. Chill the fuck out. But you can find it in oh, Germany. Boy. You can find it in Germany though. Yeah. <laughs> Any case, guys. It's been a fantastic episode. Mm. Episode 72, we are only 18 episodes away, CD. No, shit. Yeah. No, not 18. Not quite. No. I did 28. Yeah, tw 28. <laughs> I said, I, I caught myself. I was aware. I was like, wait, no, the math does not add up. That, that puts me at 90. Uh, we're 28. Uh, which is already also a bit higher than we originally expected. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know... Uh, I, I, you would if you would have told me this show is going to be going on for almost a hundred episodes, I would have been like, "Really? <laughs> you sure? All right, I'll, I'll jam with it." But thankfully, the news gods have been rather kind and always give me something, something to talk about. I'm always, mm. I'm always down for that, even if it sometimes is Final Fantasy VII remake being too easy on easy mode. <laughs> no, I'm not letting that go. I never will. I'm keeping that one with me forever. That one, mm. that one stays with me. You can just, 
you can you can you can take it and leave sir in any case guys thank you for listening hope you've enjoyed the show and we will see you all next time hopefully jennifer will be here she uh she got held up at a previous engagement mm. but uh in case you don't already know me and jennifer are doing a co-commentary of the phoenix wright games available on my channel uh, and it's hilarious every single week we're, we're I'm holding Jennifer to this. We record every week, or we try to. So far, we haven't missed a week. Every single week, and you can view them on my channel at www.resawalkthroughs.com. <laughs> oh, it's a real, it's a real URL, CD. I'm not. That's not a joke. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a real URL. <laughs> so feel free to go check that out. I will also have a link on our um. On our site. In the description of the episode. Uh, the description of the episode. To the playlist, which will be three episodes by the time this comes out. Soon. Uh, Maybe four. Yeah, yeah. It might be. Never know. Until then, guys. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Social distance. I know, I know people aren't doing that shit right now in America, so. You are. If you're listening. <laughs> Not to, only there. If you're listening. Uh, as well. Just, you know, be safe and uh, have a nice week. And play more games. Yes, play more. Why are you listening to this show? Play more games. Don't listen to this (laughs) show. Well, you can do both. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right. I hope you had fun with this episode of the Caffeinated Bantercast. If you want to look up specific stories we talked about, we link them in the episode descriptions or on our dedicated page at cbcast.walkinshadows.com. We also write about things that interest us, but don't fit into the podcast episodes at blog.walkinshadows.com. If you want to contact one of us directly, you can do so through Twitter. Rezabasso is at Rezabasso, Jennifer is at Lady underscore Sugarcube, and Cold Death can be found under at Cold Death. Until next time.